Hey, welcome back to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. I told you, Chris, call me Chud Staff. <laughs> Maybe in the future. And Sebastian. Hello, hello. You know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, boys, today's podcast is all about the Stanley Cup playoffs, how they're unfolding, what we thought would happen, what actually happened. And so let's move into the first round here. Let's look at the Central Division. So Carolina and Nashville, we all basically chose Carolina, did we not? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't remember, but that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> OK, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised Nashville actually squeezed a couple games out. I really thought Carolina. It would just take it to Nashville, but Nashville actually gave Carolina a little bit of a scare. Yeah, I agree. I think I thought it was going to be four one, but I mean they got two wins, so good for them. It was a fun series to watch. When I uh, well, I mean, you got you got to so. think. I mean, it, it was a good goaltender uh, performance by Saros. I mean, he went back to back fifty plus shots going to overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember watching him in overtime, basically keeling over, waiting for the puck, the puck to be dropped. You know, the circle right next to him. You, know, you could tell he was he was gassed, and I mean, he really, I mean. I feel bad for him because team didn't show up for him, but I mean, he he played great. It's one of those things. For me, I've been able to catch games when I've been in hotels that actually had the proper channels because I actually stayed in a couple hotels that didn't have NBCSN or CNBC where they show the games. So if it wasn't on NBC, I wasn't catching it. So a little bit frustrating. But uh, from what I saw in Nashville, I really thought they might actually pull it out. I know I was rooting for Nashville, but my bracket was rooting for Carolina. So. All in all, I thought I was in a win-win scenario. Now, with Florida-Tampa Bay, it was the same scenario for me. I was rooting for Florida, but Tampa had my uh, bracket. Uh, I really thought this would be a stronger series by Florida, but f- the Florida from the regular season just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I mean, as an ex-Floridian, uh, that's usually what happens you know, with uh, global warming and rising ocean levels. It's only a matter of time before Florida completely disappears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Other than Florida actually disappearing, um, I, I like this series because it was a tough one. Um, you know, after every whistle, there was a scrum. After the first game, literally both rosters should have been suspended for a hit from behind because every single one of them did it. Uh, you know, Sam Bennett was the one who was the scapegoat on that one and I'm getting suspended. But I really looked forward to that one. I mean, as much as I, I looked forward to a couple other ones that we'll talk about later, I, I made sure we tuned into these ones because it, it was a rough playoff hockey. I couldn't catch that first game, but everybody was talking about it. I just kept seeing messages post and post and post about it. I'm like, oh, I need to see this game. I was really excited to watch the next game. It wasn't as exciting, but that first game just seemed like it was a rock'em, sock'em hockey right there. Yeah, it was a tone setter for sure. But uh, ultimately, Tampa Bay made it through, which basically eliminated Ben's choice because I think you chose Florida in that series, and Seabass uh, and did. I chose Tampa. I- I thought that, first of all, as I said earlier, my name is Chud McWiggerstaff, but I'll ignore it this time. I really Hi, thought this. Thank you. Thank you for calling me by the name I've chosen. I, I really thought the spirit of the Panther was going to you know, come out in them. But but deep down, I knew the Lightning are just a really good team and we're going to crush them. So it is what it is. Then we move right on into the West Division. Uh, again, I don't think any real surprises here. Colorado destroyed st louis i thought st louis would at least get a punch in 
there were a lot of punches thrown in the series, but St. Louis couldn't get an actual game out of it. What'd you guys think of this series? Were, were there any games that were even close in that series? I can't, I can't really, I can't really recall. All, the only, honestly, the only thing I remember from that series, other than the Avalanche's top seven players being on fire and Nathan McKinnon not being able to do anything wrong ever, was the uh, Instagram post by Frank. It was not Frank. Who's, uh, who's the goalie there right now? Why well, can't I think of his name? Oh, Gubars. Grubauer, yeah. So he posted uh, a little, I forget what it was on Instagram, but basically took a shot at Jordan Bington for coming down and trying to fight him. Basically just said like, hey, I've got bigger things to worry about. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was awesome. I think, I think he, he, I mean, people said they basically buried him after that one, but Colorado was all over them um, on the ice, on social media. Uh, I think they did a great job. <laughs> I just, it's it just like it was an inexorable march. Like, uh, you know, I, I had a joke, I think, in, in the first time we did this. I know me joking, hard to believe, where the, the spirit of Patrick Waugh that was would come back. But seriously, like, they've looked phenomenal. And I got to tell you, like, like Seabass, I have been so impressed with Nathan McKinnon. Like, there are times when he's out there and he looks like an adult playing with children. Um, just I don't think I was aware of the caliber of player he was until these series. He's taken it to a whole new level. Honestly, like, you know what he is in this playoffs? In these playoffs, he's literally what everyone thought Connor McDavid would be in the playoffs. Yes, that's that's well said. Whereas Connor McDavid, we'll get to that. Uh, is it Connor McDavid? But before we before we slam on the uh, Edmonton Oilers, let's move on to Vegas, Minnesota. Okay, I would say I don't. There was not, not a doubt in this series, but they took them to Game Seven. I thought Vegas, you know, might have been in trouble if Minnesota found its fire. And Minnesota found its fire, but Vegas came out on top. I didn't expect Minnesota, truthfully, to have a fighting chance in the series, and they proved me wrong. No, I honestly, I think if it wasn't for Flurry, I think Minnesota would have had a better chance to potentially even win it. Now, the only thing I didn't like about this series was uh, Ryan Reeves throwing that hit on Sutter into the post. I thought that was a dangerous <laughs> play, but um, yeah. his 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 buddy there, Peros, thought it was a clean play, so they they moved on with that one. Ah, completely clean. You know what? That was completely clean. Who needs teeth? Yeah, I, I, who did I have winning this one? Can you guys remind me? <laughs> I think you I think you had Vegas on this one. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I think we all had Colorado Vegas coming yeah. out of this. Okay. Yeah. So then, then I knew exactly this was how it was going to play out, and I'm glad I said what I did. <laughs> all right, let's move on into the. You know what? I'm going to skip the East for a second. Let's move on to the North since we're, we're talking Connor McDavid. Let's talk the Edmonton Winnipeg series. Okay, let me take that back. Let's talk about the Winnipeg series. What do you guys think <laughs> of the Winnipeg? Well, you know, it was interesting seeing Winnipeg go out there against nobody and just skate around and take some shots. <laughs> um, it was it was it was cool to see you know their coaches run a clean practice. I really enjoyed it. No, but in all seriousness, like, come on, like I I get it. And to me, it makes me mad because to me they're wasting Connor McDavid. That's what I was talking about. But they're also wasting Leon Dreisaitl. You have got two top end players. You, I don't know why. Like, did you, you need to blow that team up in in a way where you can get some decent goaltending and some good defense? to help them out. The thing is with them is it, it showed that you need to be built deep to go into the playoffs and Winnipeg's built with one, one line. They got nothing else. Edmonton? Oh, sorry, Winnipeg. Yeah, sorry about uh, the Oilers. Uh, I read the word Winnipeg as I went to say Oilers. I, I'll, uh, to add to that, I mean, I know from reading a lot of the fan sentiment after that, there was a lot of people who were quite angry. I actually think I called that the Oilers were going to get swept. Uh, at least that they were going to lose. I think it did. I think you 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 called Winnipeg coming out of the series. I did not. And, and here's, I did not either. Here's why. Because like for years, I was a Capitals fan, and we had this amazing offensive talent. And then we would just speak, yeah, for years, and also this year. And then uh, you know it would just completely fizzle. And I think that's in part like Seabass to what you were saying. You need depth. 
But I think there's also a team dynamic, which has to be created. Like you're playing for each other. There's a psychological aspect where everyone knows that they're a vital part of the chain. And when you've got a couple of superstars who are so powerful and so noticeable, a lot of people watch the season, you know, watch during the season. And then when it comes to the playoffs, they're not prepared physically and mentally to, for the lift that the broader team needs. No, I think you nailed it there because if you're built around just a couple of players, which basically Edmonton is, thanks to the National Hockey League constantly giving them picks that they've completely wasted. And I'm going to speak to that as a Buffalo Sabres fan. I know about wasting picks. Edmonton has wasted away a lot of these guys careers and look at how many first first overall picks aren't even playing with them anymore they don't know how to build they're, they're looking for the next Wayne Gretzky they're constantly looking for the next Gretzky and as great of a talent Wayne Gretzky was that was a really good Edmonton Oilers team in the yeah. that won all those cups back to back to back to back and it wasn't a Wayne Gretzky team with a bunch of no no nobodies look at the guys that were on that team and you'll realize that was a really well-built team the islanders team in the 80s too that's how they just yep. the islanders and the edmonton oilers just basically owned the 80s and it's because they were deep teams yes they had some superstars but it was built into a team where if gretzky went down the team could still win you still had guys like Messier. you still had you know you still had goaltenders like fear the team was built to win the oilers are not built to win. They're built to just give kudos to their top talents. And like they stayed healthy all year. Great. They had a great season, but I called them in the beginning of the year, not making the playoffs. Cause I'm like, one of these boys goes down, this team's done. If there's no depth to this team. And no offense to Mike Smith. I mean, he, he's been a, a great serviceable goalie, but I mean, he's, he's just not it. He's not a starting goalie. He's not a starting goalie. who's going to carry you through the playoffs. I'm really sorry. Not but anymore. Exactly. So they, I think they built their team, to fail. And that's the best way I can put it. So, so it sounds like what you're saying is their team is the same as the entire financial sector of the United States circa 2008. <laughs> bang, bang on. So how do you get too big to fail? Uh, I, I just you honestly, I, the I, biggest I, golden Knights. Yeah. Like, yes, they don't, they haven't won a cup yet, but look at how good this team has been for their entire existence. They started with the most important piece, which is the goalie. Sorry. They started with the most important piece, and then they built everything else around it. You know? Do you think uh, Seattle's going to have that kind of start at the gate? Or is that a conversation for an entirely different that, that's, that's definitely a conversation for another podcast. But I think Seattle's definitely taking notes on what the Golden Knights did. But I also think the rest of the National Hockey League has taken notes on what the Golden Knights did. So that Seattle might – I don't think Seattle have as big of an advantage as the Golden Knights did because the Golden Knights kind of really – they did real well. Honestly, George McPhee did an amazing job leading up to the draft, everything, the expansion draft, everything. He he, did, he he knew what he was doing to build a successful team, and he did it. So who's their GM now? It's um, What's his name? The Seattle Kraken's GM. Is it not uh, Ron Francis? Yes, it's Ron Francis. Ron Francis, yeah. And so if he has half the hockey intelligence George McPhee did, he's going to build a pretty good team. <laughs> so, as, I, as I recall, he was a, a pretty good player. Back in the oh, day. great player. That doesn't translate into being a great GM. I mean, you got guys out there that are great players that become great GMs. Look at the guys right now, like in Detroit and Philadelphia. Great players, great GMs. I do. I do have. I have a rule clarification on our pool. Now, if I picked a team, but I put a stipulation in that if they went to Game Seven, they would lose. Do I get the pass or do I get the fail? I think you get the pass there because even though you did pick the Maple Leafs to go past that round, I will say I did the same thing. 
But you said if they make it to Game 7, they're done. Montreal's going to take them out. And that's exactly what happened because this is a team that when it was 3-1, to one, this was their series. It was I'm like, wow, they're finally going to make it to the second round. <laughs> but I didn't watch enough hockey to know, was not completely not be surprised by the fact that they just pulled a Toronto. And I said that I said they'd pull a Toronto Maple Leafs in the second round. They just did it around earlier, you know, a little bit premature, but, you know, it's Toronto. So I'm not shocked, really, that they failed because it's Toronto. What, you know, what, I, I'm, what I'm shocked about is they haven't won a series since 2004. Yeah. So, like, I, I, lo- I look at fans and I like, Leafs Twitter went off about this and that and this and that and how people don't get it and, like, passion and all this kind of stuff. So I'm a sense fan and I'm 30 years old. So I, let's just say for 28 years I've been 20 – let's say 20 years, let's just say for fun, I've been a sense fan. So people are like, well, Leafs have been around longer. Great. I'm still older than you. We're the same age, whatever. So we've had an attachment for this long. I've watched my team go to the Stanley Cup Finals and lose, disgustingly lose. And I was fine with it the next day. It is what it is. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of the team. I'm not part of the team. Um, and then I've watched them be one goal away from being Sidney Crosby in, in the pens and going to the Stanley Cup Finals and had no business being there. And the next day, I moved on with my life. Leafs Twitter is still going off about it now. I'm like, listen, we're deep in round two. Get to the golf course and friggin' get over it. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely uh, that's definitely Leafs Nation because I tell you, man, they're. It's an interesting group that never gave up hope, but I will say, and I saw the statistic from somebody, and I loved it, and I still love it because it's still true. The Atlanta Thrashers and the Toronto Maple Leafs have won the same amount of series since 2004. Oh, that just puts it in perspective. It's That's awesome. And the Atlanta Thrashers existed until 2011, so Leafs Nation, you you, st- you just got to come on. Take that leap. Get ahead of Even the Sabres have won a series. That Come on. The Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres, who haven't made the playoffs in 10 years, have won many series since 2004. It just hasn't happened since 2011. Hey, we haven't lost a series since 2011. Let's just, you know, glass half full right there. Glass <laughs> half full. But let's move into the East. No. So the Islanders and the Penguins. Oh, we can talk uh, about that one. That one's fine. Okay. I, I appreciate the permission. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, yeah, I know you're staying away from the uh, whole Toronto-Montreal series there, but the Islanders-Penguins, uh, I called this one Islanders in six. wasn't really shocked by it. I think the Islanders are a strong team. I called Boston over Washington as much as I didn't want to. I called it. So what did you guys think about these two series? What are your thoughts? I, I, I'll see, Bess, how about I'll just get the, get the obvious out of the way. Uh I know you just said move on with your life. I'm I'm really sad. I you know I knew the the Bruins were gonna win, but it was just like a complete shellacking, and and the Caps just yeah. completely fell apart and had nothing. And uh, I do think Ovechkin, to his credit, really tried quite hard, and I think he was one of the only players like really giving it his all. Uh, I I'm curious to see how the events that unfolded are gonna reflect on uh, Samsonov, Kuznetsov, and have implications for them. I also think Mantha ended up doing nothing. On the flip side, uh, you know, the the Boston team that we saw, I, I didn't really see the first line. Like, Marchand, for all the that I hate him, crushing it. Like, just really turns it up in the playoffs and has some some great moves. So that's – that's I'll stop there. That's my take on Caps Bruins. You know, Seabass, I'm not over it. I know I should be, but every time I see black and yellow together, I, I just – a little tear comes out of, of both eyes. Oh, I mean, I I I had Boston going through. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be a four-one shellacking like that. The Caps just really didn't show up to play. Um, like I said, Ovi gave it gave it his all, and I mean he always does. Um, it just I don't know. They were just flat. And, and for the Islanders, 
you know, my gut told me to go with the Islanders. My brain said Pittsburgh because of their depth and and not well, not their depth, but more kind of their their experience. And um, I mean, hell, the the Islanders put a, a great show on the ice. I mean, stands are packed. Everyone was loving it, and uh, I'm actually happy that the Islanders won, even though that wasn't my pick. Me too. Hey, I will say real quick. I know yeah. we just heard Malkin is getting some kind of pretty serious, I think, knee surgery. I, I got the sense that there were more than just Malkin. There were a few players injured on the Penguin side. I think Crosby showed up and looked great. On the Cap side, I think I think Backstrom was injured because he wasn't playing like himself. I think others were too. So I'm I'm curious to see as the off off season for those two teams unfolds if anyone else has some kind of elective surgery or we find out that they were playing injured. I'm glad you brought that up. That you mentioned Sidney Crosby. I would have said this is the first time I will give Crosby credit. I know he's basically done everything within his first couple years in the league, but he looked like an actual leader for the first time, in my opinion, in his NHL career. I mean, he was just on. I mean, he was basically unstoppable when he wanted something on that ice, but he led properly too. He didn't back down. This is the first time I actually saw the Sidney Crosby. Everybody said was in there, but I've watched him forever. Like, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And he just doesn't, he doesn't garner my respect. Well, this play, us, he finally garnered my respect. Not that he cares or anyone else cares, but so that's actually when we eventually down the road in months and the off season decide we're going to do some of the best players in NHL history. You know, he might actually crack my uh, top ten. We'll see. But I really was really seriously impressed with how he performed this. This I remember there's one particular moment where he just basically wrestled this guy off one arm and still got the puck off with a really good shot. I'm like, okay, that's the guy. It. Yeah, he yeah. wanted like he yeah. he made stuff happen uh, by himself. I, I mean, again, like I was watching the Avalanche game last night, and there were moments where they, I think the Avalanche, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but they got like 18 shots the whole game or, or fewer. But Nathan McKinnon was just like, screw it, I'm doing it by myself. Yeah, and Nathan McKinnon was on like, fire in the first round. And honestly, <clears throat> when we do the podcast on the second round and those hits, we're gonna have to talk about the McKinnon show because, wow. Uh, if I could have this guy on my team, the Sabres would still find a way to screw him up. But <laughs> I tell you, uh, any other thoughts on the first round before we wrap this up? Nothing uh, for me. I mean, I thought, I mean, we were all pretty close on what we thought, and I don't think there was yeah. any huge shockers. I mean, the Leafs falling apart is not really a shocker. It just happens now. No, it's um, just, other than, it's awesome. other than that, part, I, I think it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. For me, like I said, the se- I called the Central, West, and East, and the North completely obliterated my pool. <laughs> so uh, I did not get the North right at all. So I decided since I couldn't get it right, I just come up here and talk to people about it. And I just have 12 days until I can do that. But uh, um, no, I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to harp, but I think What's I up? got every single choice right in that bracket. You didn't. <laughs> what did I get wrong? <laughs> okay, Chad. Do you do you understand? Do you understand how the bracket works, Chad? Well, we, we could start with the Panthers. That's one. <laughs> oh, that's right. I did. I had the Panthers, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. guys. I. You know what? I'm giving up the whole Chud thing. Clearly, Chud's an idiot. I'm going back to being Ben. <laughs> All right, Chad. All right, so <laughs> I think that's where we'll wrap this up for this podcast. So we want to thank all the listeners yet again for tuning in and listen to us ramble about a bunch of hockey playoff stuff. Chime in on Twitter. What do you think of our picks? How did you do in the first round? And are you excited to hear about the second round podcast? Because there's been some pretty brutal hits and some suspensions and a lot of really good hockey. So, you know, definitely tune in for that episode. But until then, this was Ben. You mean, you mean, 
Chud. Okay, this has been Chud? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. All right, Sebastian. Keep your sticks on the ice. And this is Chris, and you know what? We'll catch you next time. <laughs>